day, good day. This is uh, Copy Conversations with Father David. Joined by Father Eric this week. Joined by Father Eric. We got uh, another uh, another guest, so coming on. So I'm needing. This is Coffee Conversations, but I'm drinking Lacroix today. Coffee's LaCroix. needed. What what flavor of Lacroix? Today's lime. Lime. Taking up the cross. Yeah. So over the rectory, we um, we have lime, we have tangerine, and then we have peach pear. Peach pear. Peach so. pear is kind of a heavy one. It is. It's interesting. Which which more do you think it is? More peach or more pear? Pear. More pear. Yeah. But the lime is all lime. Right. The lime is, the lime is, is clean, lime. clean living. It's classic. All day. It's classic. The pear is like, uh, I mean, you, you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had the um, uh, the passion fruit? I've not. Passion fruit, or have you had the, just the pure Lacroix? I have. Yeah. Just like the bubbly the straight water. water. Yeah, yeah. It's just water. I like I mean, the the tall thin ones. The uh, oh, like uh, the, the karate. Ch- yeah, yeah. Cherry lime, uh, watermelon, <laughs> uh, ma- mongoose. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But hey, we we need Lacroix today because it's it's blazing hot. It's uh, well at least humid. Yeah, it's been for a while. We've we had a a, a very hot experience on Sunday. We did last week. Uh, Father Eric and I had a had a great time with the Browns game. We went down. It was a Sunday afternoon, and the way I'm describing it is like watching football in an oven. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. I think we were both laughing because we were just impressed at how hot it was. Like, yeah. And and what was impressive was like we're sitting there and just sweating, like not moving at all, not really cheering. It was a mm-hmm. preseason game. There's not much to cheer for. Mm-hmm. You don't know who half the people are, <laughs> and you're just like sitting there and you're like, I'm sweating right now. Mm-hmm. It was sauna. Yeah, people pay good money for that. Right to go to a game and to sit in a sauna. I mean, I really felt like I got a workout. And I yeah, just, uh, I, it was great. I just yeah. took the afternoon. Well, off. you did get a workout in walking. Oh, that's <laughs> that is true. Uh, so, uh, lo and behold, Father Eric has a, a long stride uh, when he walks. He has, his legs are pretty, pretty, pretty hefty, and so I was literally jogging alongside of him down to the uh, yeah. I'm stadium. making, I'm and making he's, strides. And he's just walking. Just walking. <laughs> Eyes are on the prize. One of my buddies always yells at me, and t- calls me Sea Biscuit when we walk. It's like easy, ease up, Sea Biscuit. Easy there. No, you got. When if you're a man on a mission and and you got your eyes on the prize, mm. and you're 45 minutes late because you don't know that the exits are closed, mm-hmm. like we encountered, and, and and we drove all the way around the great city. It's crazy. East Ninth was closed, so we had to drive like an extra half an hour. So. Right. For our Cleveland friends, <laughs> past Edgewater loop all the way around and come back but uh yeah it was all worth it it was a great time it was just good to like it was just good to see people people and the wave of uh the wave of uh brown and brown and orange yeah and brown's fans are just they're salt of the earth they're like beautiful people and you're like i love being around (laughs) you people just it's a preseason game and they're there's what 20 i don't know how many a lot there was a lot of people there a lot like for a preseason game and it was 87 degrees uh, right at least at least so although you, although father eric did say like let's remember this yeah you know, when we're here in december right, right. we're <laughs> when... complaining that it's 90 degrees when it's going to be minus 20 <laughs> with uh the winds whipping off of lake erie and... mm-hmm. so anticipations for you for the rounds this year super bowl you, you think super, super bowl? bowl or bust yeah yeah it's the year this is the year 
Yeah. None of this maybe next year stuff. <laughs> maybe. No, not maybe. Is it, this is it. Definitely this year. Yeah. Do you have a favorite favorite player on the team? Right now, I I like Baker. I mean, I growing up like I've seen the whole quarterback get excited for Brady Quinn, get excited for Johnny Menzel, get excited for this guy, but Baker took him to the playoffs last year and won. Right. And uh so I think I like him. I like that Nick Chubb is like mm-hmm. a, a, a wrecking ball running through the line, but also <laughs> this like quiet, unassuming individual. I don't know. They're just a fun team, and and they're not the personalities on the team. I think are are good. Yeah, yeah. They're there for each other, right? You know. And I think they want to win. I think they want to win for the city. Yeah. Hey, we could we could use another championship. Right. I think we could use another one. I think the city would explode. Would, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, you have, like, Cavs fans are Cavs fans, and, and they're pretty classy individuals. Indians fa- Browns fans are just... Soul of the earth. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I think downtown Cleveland would would be a, a, a rubble, a heap of rubble. Mm-hmm. I don't know what would happen. A joyous. A joyous heap of joyous rubble, heap of as rubble. most heaps of rubble are. That was probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life, being downtown uh, for uh, for Game Seven of uh, the Cavs. See, I was out of town. Yeah, and I was in Florida, and I was down there with some friends from Cleveland, watching Game Seven mm-hmm. at a bar, and I almost got kicked out because they wouldn't turn the volume up after the game. So I jumped <laughs> up on top of the bar and had my finger on the volume, and the guy's like, "You need to get off." And I said, "You you need to realize what's happening. We just won. We just won." <laughs> yeah, one of the saddest experiences of my life was game seven of the world series yeah i was there uh jumping up and down in jubilee and then uh as much as there was like okay we're gonna do this yeah uh, i cried i hugged strangers and cried with them <laughs> <laughs> no seriously though like uh so when they won so i was uh, i was at uh, panini's outside on the um on the patio uh with a priest friend and like because it was like down to the last seconds, like we didn't, you really didn't know what was going to happen, and there was just this complete explosion of joy, like I've never experienced before, and probably will never experience again. Um, I mean, if unless the Browns, you know, when the right, so well, but like yeah, and just people just like it's almost like this heavenly experience that like everyone's just like amazingly joyful, hugging each other, like running around, screaming joy, like just pure, yeah. pure. There's yeah. that line from the Exalted on Easter. Yeah. Let this holy building shake with joy, joy. filled with the mighty voices of her people. Yeah. Church. Yeah. That's where we gotta be. We gotta yeah. be excited. Yeah. So yeah, it's called for us to be to be happy and happy and joyful in church. Yeah. But so yeah, it's good. Um Browns, training camp, season, Super Bowl. School. It's gonna be good. School, yeah. So school's been good. So speaking of kind of training camp uh and different things, we uh did uh our junior high retreats today. So we were Father Eric and I were running around uh, kind of different places doing the high, uh, junior high retreats. So. Right. So sixth grade had their own retreat. Seventh grade had their own retreat. Eighth grade had their own retreat. And we were just trying to yeah, feel it all out. Different kind of focus for each of them, but also... Uh, yeah, each grade had their own theme. So mm-hmm. sixth graders uh, was like uh, finding balance and living our mission, uh, living our motto. Uh, seventh graders... Oh, I'm sorry. That was seventh grade. Uh, sixth grade was relationships, right. um, you know, deepening of relationships and, and, and love languages. And then eighth graders was uh, leadership. Leadership, service. You're the big dogs. How are you going to lead? How are you going to do this? So yeah. 
it was just great to be with them all throughout the day. Um, for me, I'm new, so I don't know who they yeah. are and they don't know who I am. So it was oh, they're smiling faces. Yeah, but it was great uh, to introduce myself to them and to play games with them and do different stuff, but also just to kind of mm-hmm. get them back in the swing of things of, okay, you've had your summer, you've been away, now come back. What are we all about? What are we doing? Time to enter in again. Right. And how do we do that? Yeah, we're really grateful um, for the teachers having the wisdom to, to put the retreat at the beginning of the year. Um, and we're going to, Father Eric and I, I think we're going to use two little analogies, uh, I think, to talk about, you know, the importance of retreat, you know, that we do have a time of uh, retreat in our lives, whether we can, you know, physically take the time, you know, some of a lot of us can't get away or find a retreat center or a retreat director or something, but um, but to maybe have a posture of, uh, of retreat. So, um, so Father Eric, maybe it's like, what is a retreat and why would it be important? Right. So for, I think a lot of times we think of retreat, it's stepping away. And, and for some degree, we do. Like, we step out of our normal kind of routine. But for what purpose, like, to enter in? I have a, a friend who's a priest. His dad hates the word retreat because he, he makes it feel like we're retreating. We're going back. He's oh. like, no, we got to move forward. we got to make progress. But yeah. I, I think it's an opportunity to evaluate what's happening here, what's going down. So, I mean, for, like, a sports analogy, it's a lot like, you have training camp, right? So they've been off and now they're getting back in the swing of things and they're getting into things. But like throughout the entirety of professional athletes, sports, whatever, they all watch film and they like break it down and they sit down and they hit pause Mm -hmm. and they reflect what happened there. What can we learn from there? And how can we learn from this going on forward? So um, particularly like with the eighth graders, I, I kind of wanted to lead them through kind of this looking back at their time here hitting rewind and saying, okay, what is this? How is, how have you grown? What's going on here? But like to hit pause and say, okay, this happened last year or two years ago or three years ago. Um, How can you grow from that even now? Or even today, like we're hitting pause on your day and you're not going to math and you're not going to social studies, but like what's, what's happening here? What are, what can we examine? How can we move forward this year Um, and rewrite the narrative or like, how can we, how can we finish strong or how do you want to be remembered? That was a really cool thing. Asking them like, as you leave here, how do you want to be remembered? And they made these little posters and they wrote different words and different stuff there. And it wasn't just like, I want to be remembered as the athlete or the, the kid who was funny. Um, but a lot of them were like, I want to be remembered as someone who was kind. Yeah. Um, I want to be remembered as someone who was smiling. I want to be remembered as someone who was a good friend. Like, those are all things that we don't like we don't ask ourselves mm-hmm. jesus asks who do people say that i am how am i being perceived mm-hmm. and uh i think a lot of times we don't know that or we don't look at ourselves in that way or even know ourselves in that way that we want to be known yeah i probably wanted to be known as the person who had the best um packed lunches you know <laughs> Oh, they always have the best sandwiches. I don't know. <laughs> no, there were those kids who like you're like, man, I, and they never wanted to trade, but they had the best lunches. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick had the best lunches. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice lunchables. No, ever, ever have lunchables? Oh yeah, but but <laughs> I mean that, that's not. Yeah. The, I wanted. I definitely like. I always say that my three priorities were looking cool, having fun, and looking cool while having fun. <laughs> And, and I like to think I did pretty well yeah, with three. But, not, not too bad. But not like, bad. at the end of the day, I look back now, and I was even thinking, if I were to make that poster at this point for me, like, what, 
50, sure. 20 years ago, you know? Um, and I would think like, are these things still important for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like priorities. Like I know you talked about balance and different stuff. So mm-hmm. um, what, what's, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about retreat, you know, like what's the point of it? So, so to say that like a time of retreat is to slow down, not in order to step out, but to press in or, you know, to, uh, you know, slow down just so you can kind of just get out of reality, but you you can, we can go more deeply into reality, into our lives. A lot of things that just kind of pass over us. Um, so like training camp, so the, the, the image I shared with uh, the kids about, you know, like, why do we do this? Why are we starting the year this way? I was a Boy Scout, so uh, I know Deacon Bob and I have talked about that. And when you're a Boy Scout, one of the things you learn how to do is use a, a map and a compass. So this was, this was important uh, when we were out at Philmont uh, doing the backpacking in the, in the backwoods. You know, when you're using a map, map and a compass, you know, you have the, you have the dial and you need, to, you need to get the dial on the degrees. Really, it's really, you need to be really precise. Because if you're off any bit, you know, if you walk 50 feet, you're not going to be off that much. But say you walk two or three miles, like you're going to be off a good bit from where, um, you know, your destination is where you need to be. So, so to say that how you start is important. So as we're starting this year, you know, we're really looking at um, our lives, looking at like what are the, what are our priorities, looking at how are we li- living our friendships and our relationships and uh, really looking at those things and kind of recorrecting where we need to so that, you know, throughout this year, we can really utilize the time that we have uh, the best so we can leave the legacy that we're meant to leave, uh, not just the legacy we want, we want to sure. leave. As disciples, as right. servants of the gospel. Right, right. Uh, yeah, not, not just as, you know, students of St. Gabriel's School, but as um, disciples of, of Jesus. Right. Um, and I think, too, for, for families or married couples, whatever it may be, like, one of the things I try to do with the, the couples that I work with who are preparing for marriage is teaching them to pray reflectively with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because we talk about what prayer is, and it's it's communication with God, right? So it's right. us right. being vulnerable and sharing with the Lord our thoughts, our feelings, our, our desires, what we've done, what we're doing, you know, like just that relationship. And I think, um, you know, we were talking about the examine and kind of preparation for this, and like yeah. that's a wonderful way of becoming attuned to what's happening in our lives and not just what's happening, but how it's affecting us. And and by us, I mean our hearts on the level of like, not just, Hey, what did you do today? But like, Hey, where did you encounter the Lord today? Where did you encounter love today? Where did you, uh, where did love reach out to you and you ran from? Um, These are all just different ways of, of, of asking those questions and living mm-hmm. from a place of interiority rather than just, yeah. How about them Browns going from thing to thing to thing? Yeah. Or just kind of living on the surface. Sure. Or, right. How are the Browns? What's the weather like, you know, really humid today, you know, really, really humid you know, we're hot, you know, it's like, that's great. Yeah. We all know that's true. Um, but yeah, there's, 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 there's something deeper. Yeah. And that was my challenge to, uh, the, uh, to the seventh graders, <laughs> it's all blending together. No, right. sixth graders. Um, you know, so they were asking about like relationship and, and depth. So they so they used the the, um, uh, the exercise of the love languages. So what are, what are the love the love languages? Words of affirmation, quality time, works of service, uh, physical touch, and gift giving. 
Got nice, it. nice. Got you, it. you you got it. Five for five. Which is hilarious though, because when we were when we were when I was preparing for the for the talk with them, I saw one that was related to the Browns. So, um, you know, the five level languages, acts of service. I turned on the Browns game. Quality time. Do you want to watch the Browns game with me? Words of affirmation. I love you as much as I love the Browns. <laughs> gifts. I got you gifts to the Browns game. And physical touch. High five after a Browns TD. Right. So <laughs> they're all wrapped up. Which one do you prefer? Which one do I prefer? Um, probably quality time. I really just love connecting with friends uh, and just really just being with people. Sure. I think that's probably, uh, but right behind that, probably physical touch. I love I love hugs. You know, um, just I don't know. Just, yeah. I love just being with people. I think hugs anticipate heaven. Hmm. Like in, in some sense, like we're meant for this. We're meant for this embrace. embrace yeah. Ultimately, with God, but you know, we are physical persons. So. As that plays out, you know, just a good hug every once in a while, you know. I can't wait to hug it out with you after this. Oh, we're going to. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> it'll be a good bro hug for sure. Bring it in. Bring in. <laughs> brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Yeah, man. That's in the words of uh, Tommy Boy. Wow. Well, that's the, true. The great Chris Farley movie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, so love languages. Um, so challenging, you know, the kids to say, like, what, what do our relationships look like? You know, is it, you know, how, how well do we know our friends? You know, do we know like what their favorite color is and like where they want a vacation or, you know, you know, do we know those kind of superficial things or do we know deeper things about them? And can we share in that with them? Because God wants us to have deep relationships. You know, he, Jesus himself, you know, came to the world so that he could be in relationship with his people. He didn't want to stay, God didn't want to stay distant from us. He wanted to come close and he came to know, you know, the disciples, people who followed him very deeply and profoundly. Um, right. You know, uh, uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, some, you know, some of his closest friends outside of the disciples. So so who are we journeying towards and who are we journeying with? Right. That was kind of the sense. Yeah, and it's one thing. I think it's hard to look within and know what's going on, you yeah. know, especially amid everything. And you look at what's going on in the world and what's going on at work and what's going on at home and what's going on at school and what's like. But like I, I always go back to, the, the one question, and I think I mentioned it this past weekend in my in, in, in my homily, was like, Jesus asks the disciples, what are you looking for in the Gospel of John? Which is like, so to say, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What, what you know, like, because we can be in relationship with other people, and, it, and it's, it's definitely easier to have a conversation between you and I than it is for someone to go into yeah. prayer and to say, yeah. hey, Jesus, this is what I'm thinking, you know. Hey, this is what happened today, but like that whole sense of like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, like God is always trying to engage us in relationship, and and to spurn us on, not just so that we, yes, we need to share with one another, but it's also like, hey, what? Why don't you tell me what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. super important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so with the the examine, you know, maybe we can't make a retreat, right? Uh, our life kind of dictates the fact that we have a family. We have this and that going on. We can't just randomly take off some days, um, you know, five days or whatever to go on a retreat. But can we, just because we can't take a retreat, doesn't mean we can't have a posture of retreat. So doing the exam, and I think, I'm trying to think whether we, whether we did a podcast on this or not with Deacon Bob already. I'll have to look back. So if we did, I'll maybe have a link to one of our other podcasts. But so the examine is just kind of this, this time of prayer, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Uh, maybe it's at the beginning of your day. Maybe it's after your lunch break. Maybe it's at the end of the day. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe yeah. you do it three times a day. Yeah. 
in the sense of, and that would be kind of the posture of retreat, like kind of looking at the things that have happened. Look at like, what are the exchanges I've had with other persons? What uh, has kind of been going on in my life and heart? Like, what am I stressed about? What am I angry about? What am I happy about? And to kind of pay attention to those things and acknowledge that as, you know, you know the work of God in our lives and to see like, okay, where is God working uh, in my life? So it can kind of bring renewal, you know, to a, to a day where a lot of things maybe kind of just fly, right. flying by. Yeah, it, Ignatius himself, when he talked about it, was he was finally living from a place of being kind of tuned into what's going on in his heart. And he had said, my eyes had become open for just a little bit, and I began to see. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once we see, it's hard to unsee. Right. But like, do, are, are, is our vision tuned in to where, okay, where is God active in my life? Where is love active in my life? Where is God reaching out? You know, the way I always think of it is like, what am I grateful for? And, or like, where, where do I need to express thanks? Mm-hmm. Where have you entered in? And where did you try to enter in? And I said, no, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, in my interactions with other people or in my interactions, even like in my own thought process. So yeah. it's, it's becoming, it's the whole, uh, be aware, understand, take action. Right. You know, like Ignatius's principle, right. It's looking within and, and saying, am I even aware of what's going on in my heart? And do I relate that to the Lord or Am I afraid because I, I don't want to be vulnerable or I don't want to put myself out there? Or what happens if I pray and God doesn't respond in the way? Mm-hmm. Um, are we aware? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I think that would kind of tie into the last image that I remember sharing with the, uh, with the seventh graders this morning because we were talking about balance and everything. So they, um, they had this circle. Uh, kind of like imagine a pie chart, right? So you have different areas of your life. You have um, family friends, school, sports, uh, other activities, you know, faith, you know, and like, so what of the pie does each kind of thing take up? And I asked them to kind of look at it in different ways. Uh, there's, there's two kind of different ways to, to look at this chart. That one would be that in regards to faith, particularly like faith, uh, it is a kind of a part of the pie. You know, there's a definitive place where it is. Um, so like to say, like, maybe sometimes we need to schedule, prayer time like we need to actually put on deacon bob's talked about like making uh putting putting appointments for himself in the calendar to actually like okay i need to actually take some time right here to pray uh, to do something to focus on my relationship with god so that's kind of one way of looking at the pie chart that you know faith it's kind of one part of it but then i also challenge them to look in another way like faith but it's it's not just a part of it it's also like the outside edge of the circle that God allows for the rest of the parts to actually be, you know, if it weren't for the outside edge. Um, so, so to say that like God's not just a part of our day, it's not like one little section, okay, I'm praying that I'm stepping in and out of our relationship with God, but that God is like the whole thing, you know? So it's kind of a both and we need to step in particularly at times to our relationship, but also knowing that, um, that God's going to be present in all the other things too, and should be, uh, in, in some way. Sure. When St. Paul says like, pray without ceasing. He's not saying at all times you should be rattling off our fathers and Hail Marys, but like, are we living our lives at all times as if we're in relationship with God? Yeah. Like, is that the frame, you know, do we recognize that in all things that Mm -hmm. God is becoming present in all things? Um, And part of relationship is it's having conversations, it's checking in and it's living your life as if there is another, you know, like married couples, you don't talk to each other 24 seven. Um, but there are times you do talk and, and although you're not talking to them, you're, you're, 
and or even conscious of the fact that there is another like the way in which you live your life gives witness to there is someone else (laughs) other than myself you know like i i kept telling the eighth graders like the biggest line in leadership is that my life is not about me you know like i think we become so consumed in our world and when it's all about me 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 i i i like how do we pray right you know how do we serve well we don't because it doesn't matter right because well it's about me focus on self right yeah yeah, so it's really good. Time of retreat. Uh, it's it's We all need it in different ways. Maybe we haven't been able to take a retreat in a while. Maybe we can just step into some time you know, in our day, even if it's a few minutes. Maybe it's taking a walk outside, um, enjoying some of the metro parks. Just take some time of silence and really and really think about, like, where has God been present? Where have I responded to him? And that could, you know, recorrect, you know, re, re, kind of reset the compass. Um, if we're kind of feeling we're off the map maybe a little bit. Uh, can reset the compass so we can um, kind of be where we need to be. So, so beautiful. Um, so, Father Eric, can you maybe lead us as a lead us in a little prayer as we sure. finish this time? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord God, we thank you for all that you do and all that you are, all that you call us to be. We ask that our our eyes, our ears, our hearts, uh, our mind may be open to encountering you. That we recognize that as we journey through this world, we don't just simply wander aimlessly, but you lead us and you guide us. Uh, you show us the path of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Um, stay well. Stay healthy. Have fun. Go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs>